exactly what you're saying. Like when you are rested, you're able to tap into that creative section of yourself. And that's really the place to be. But then you got to follow it with some sort of action. To answer your question again, motivation to me has to do with something that ignites your passion and your desire to act on it. from Table for Four. I'm introducing you to a new segment. It's called Sit Downs with Stephanie and I have an amazing guest today. Uh, her name is Manetta and we have known Manetta a hot minute, if that's, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> Manetta is the founder of the Magnetic Mindset. It is a mindset and manifestation company. At Magnetic Mindset, we use neuro-linguistic programming, including EFT and hypnosis, to help people overcome their limiting beliefs and reach their goals. That is a mouthful, but I'm going to let Manetta take that away and she's going to explain everything to us. Welcome to the show, Manetta. How's everybody doing? My name is Manetta. Hello. And I am the founder of Magnetic Mindset. And yes, we use neuro-linguistic programming, also known as NLP. And essentially, neuro-linguistic programming is the process of modeling how our thinking produces our behaviors and allows us to model that excellence and reproduce the behavior. That is essentially what neuro-linguistic programming is. And EFT, I'm an EFT practitioner as well as a hypnosis practitioner. EFT is emotional freedom technique where you are tapping on certain pressure points in your body and releasing whatever the stressor is. Let's say it's uh, the belief that you are not worthy enough, or maybe it's something that you want to add in, like I am whatever that uh, statement is. I am wealthy. I am abundant. I am awesome. Whatever it is, you can tap them in or you can tap negative feelings out and typically at the end of it you feel amazing because you're hitting on those like pressure points and it really shifts how your your energy like your energy is around arounding arounding around that topic right hypnosis we all know i think a lot of people are familiar with hypnosis but it's not the like scary like i'm making someone cluck like a chicken unless they want to yeah i think when everybody thinks of hypnosis that's always the 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 image that they always have that's the first thing and i'm like i really don't think that that's the purpose of that it's not and i mean there's a lot of different styles of hypnosis but essentially what we are doing is speaking to your subconscious and that is really where your programming lies so think of your brain like a robot or like a computer right Mm -hmm. and we have programmed a lot of things that run on autopilot for example, breathing, right? You don't have to tell your brain, hey, can you breathe for me? I I really need some air. Like you're 
you're usually good, right? Like driving, right? There, there comes a point when you first learn how to drive and you are really like 10, three o'clock. You are like diligent. (laughs) right? That's how I was in the beginning. Me too. I was a nervous wreck. Yeah. And I think we all are. Anytime you start something new, right? Of course, of course. Practice, it it programs in your brain, right? That you could do it subconsciously. There are times that I'm coming home from work and I don't even know. I don't remember the drive. How you got home. Yeah. It's like, how did I get here? Oh, I'm home already. Wow. That was a quick commute. But all of those things happen in our subconscious, right? So with hypnosis, we're speaking to the subconscious to help implant the ideas and thoughts that you want to program for your conscious thing. It's not scary at all. It's actually really amazing. No, that's, I think that's the whole thing. We want to make sure that all the listeners that are out there, that this is not the hypnosis that we're talking about. It's not mad magicians. It's stuff. not. Yeah, that's called yeah, like street hypnosis. No, no, no. We're not doing. No, nah, we're not doing. What's the, not David Copperfield, the other dude, David Blaine, David Blaine. Stuff. Well, both of them actually are <laughs> magicians. <to be> <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're not doing those. No, 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 no not the point. But thank you so much for breaking that down. You know what? It, I love the fact that it's all about subconscious, right? When we think mm-hmm. about the subconscious, it's something that we can't control. So in that sense, it's something that's innate. So mm-hmm. using that power to your advantage or to our advantage to help us manifest what we want in life. I think that's magnificent just to think of it that way. And I've never heard the term EFT. Can you just break that down just a little bit for me? Okay. I would like to associate closely to acupuncture, right? Mm. When you hit those certain points with the needles, right? You're like releasing endorphins. You're releasing different chemicals within your body to regulate your sympathetic system or your parasympathetic system. You're trying to regulate yourself. And with tapping, it's it's like without or acupuncture without the needles. Right. Without without penetrating the skin. Gotcha. Gotcha. You're tapping these points in your um, body. And it's giving the same effect as acupuncture. Wow, that's so interesting. I believe I've, it was. I've never seen. I've never seen it. Oh, it's interesting. Pretty interesting. I'm gonna tell you when I first was introduced to it. Like anything new, you're either gonna say, "Okay, I'm gonna try it," or you're like, Mm-mm, "I'm not getting jiggy with that." Right? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so when I first was introduced to it, I remember going. I was in a program, right? And they were saying, yeah, like, let's just do it together. And we're tapping at the different points, right? And I'm just like, okay, I'm tapping with them. And I remember I felt good at the end, but I couldn't reproduce it (laughs) independently, right? (laughs) So I remember I was at work and I was so frustrated about something. And I was like, "Ah, I know a tool to use. I'm going to do my tapping, right? Coping skills. Okay, trying, trying, trying right? I looked like I was swatting mosquitoes, right? Like just banging the crap out of my body. <laughs> Were the people around you like wondering? I was in the bathroom. I was hiding in the bathroom. Oh, okay, okay. Full blown, like, okay, I'm about to break down. Like, this. <laughs> oh my God. And it just was like, I, I didn't get get the gist of it together. Mm-hmm. So I just was like le- legitimately swatting or padding mosquitoes, right? Right. It's always that meme that you always see on Instagram that it's either somebody like pushing away negative negativity, you hear them swiping it to the side. That's the same thing. It's the same. I think that's the same concept. It's very similar, actually. And so, yeah, that was like 
in the beginning stages of it. But I knew that when I could follow with someone that I would feel like so good at the end. But I believe initially it was created for people like who were like veterans that had PTSD. Oh, PTSD. And so, yeah, like they would go through these sessions of EFT and it would help literally release those traumatic feelings, right? And you can not only can you release things, but you can in like insert things too. Like I said, you could release fear. You can release lack of worthiness. You can release whatever the limiting belief is. And then you can insert the things that you want to keep with you, right? I am lovable. I am great with people. I'm a powerful speaker. I'm a great educator. Whatever you want to insert, you can. And things that you want to release, you can. I mean, there's an order to it, Mm -hmm. but it's not a complicated thing, but it definitely works. It's so interesting that you talked about the veterans. Is that something that with this particular method, what kind of the community that you with these methods, is it open to anybody? It literally is open to everyone. I mean, anyone can tap on themselves. Even if you, let's say you have a disability and you aren't able to, there are providers, practitioners like myself that can, with permission, do them for you. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's, it's really open to everyone. There's no limits. That's amazing. And it's really widespread. <laughs> Yeah, like I would think that if if children, adults, anybody that has some sort of ailment can use these coping mechanisms or these coping skills and help them to manifest again that the idea of positivity and things like that. So I think that's something amazing that can be definitely implemented in in, in school, basically at work. Oh, you were doing it at work. You want to go in the bathroom for a second. <laughs> let me, yeah, let me oh, somewhere, wait. right? <laughs> Just to be clear for your listeners, I um, work in a public school. And so sometimes life is hard everywhere. Girl, so, <laughs> girl. It's really how you like manage it is how the, your day is going to be. Yeah. When I was introduced to all of these techniques, I would try to use them whenever an opportunity showed up. So a lot of the times those opportunities come in discord in your day. So <laughs> of course I would I'd just go in the bathroom and just like, okay, I tried EFT yesterday. I need to really practice that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get into the zen right now. Like, right. I said, so I'm going to do deep breathing. That one was one that resonated with me immediately. Mm -hmm. So, like, using breath work, breath work was something that just worked immediately Mm -hmm. on call me. Like, that parasympathetic nervous system when it was really revved up Mm. and I need to get it back to a peaceful state Mm -mm. homeostasis (laughs) that deep belly breath what (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I mean there was a lot of different tools that I've learned over the course of this past year I want to jump in into your definition of motivation Because I feel like this is something where you're motivated to help in a way. So I want to know what is your understanding or what is your definition of motivation? So my definition of motivation is something that triggers your passion 
and your desire for movement mm. or activity. For example, I really, really, really love to travel. Okay. If it was a love language, it would be the one. <laughs> All the time I love to travel and very often that's a motivator for me. I mean, it's not limited to, it's not my only motivator, but friend, if you told me right now, you want to go to Bali? I'd be like, I know I can. Where's my bags? Where's my, my bags? First of all, my luggage is it's right there. Like I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Tell me that we're going somewhere. I'm there. Manetta has a travel bug. <laughs> I do. Meanwhile, like I literally just got back from Turks and Caicos on Monday. And I'm. Oh my God. How was that? Oh, tell me how the weather was. I'm so jealous right now. The weather was amazing. Oh, I'm so jealous the right pictures, now. Like every time I look at the photos and I was there and I saw it in person and I, I was anchoring all those feelings into me so that I can tap into them when I need them. Right. And I still can't believe that my phone, like this phone here caught those pictures that I oh. took. Like the water was so mesmerizing. So like right the now. colors so were so rich. And so I just, I can't get over it. And I just, even how the whole trip happened, like, a full-on manifestation. I think when we travel, I think we also have that opportunity to kind of relax and reset. So like yes. when you're motivated to do that, it comes back to say, well, I'm going to come back and I'm going to even do better because now I'm well-rested, like I'm ready to work, I'm ready to go. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly that. Well, wait, the weather was like 80 degrees every day. I definitely got sunburned. Oh it drizzled one day, but I needed it because of the way the sun was hitting. And it was, and we were at the beach. So it was like, we're going to get wet anyway. So right, of course, of course. It was amazing to respond to what you just said. Absolutely. So literally on the plane ride back home, I was like opening my book. I was writing down all my ideas of like stories that I want to talk about and like just exactly what you're saying. Like when you are rested, you're able to tap into that creative section of yourself. And that's really the place to be. But Absolutely. then you got to follow Absolutely. it with some sort of action. To answer your question again, motivation to me has to do with something that ignites your passion and your desire to act on it. Absolutely. Now, are there any other passion projects that you have? Like just thinking about it, like for me, like my goal, my end goal is like to really become an educator in the medical field. So I'm like going to nursing school right now and hopefully I can get into nursing practitioner school and all this, like all this stuff. So my, my, my end goal is to get into education, but my passion project is this podcast. So this has been something I've been thinking in the works for the last, I want to say three or four years, but I've just been too much of a chicken to start it because I didn't know where to start or how to start it. And it was really like Andre, like he was really the one to listen, we could do this. And I was just like, yeah. nah, I'm like, no, nah, like, I don't want to do it. And it just, I think we just had a knack for it. I don't know. I don't know. But it's, it's something that I'm really passionate about. And it's mm -hmm. like something that I would love to continue. And I have mm -hmm. opportunities to speaking with great people as yourself and talking with my kids and talking to authors. I mean, I have so many things lined up and I'm like super excited, but that's one of the, the passion projects that I'm having, or maybe even write a book. I don't know. My life is a little boring, but I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> okay, your life is far from boring. 
far from it. And I think that's really amazing that you and your husband are able to do a project like this together. I think that's fantastic. I am still in the development phase of curating the business of my dreams, right? But I know for sure something that I'm incredibly passionate about is working with children, but I want to teach them the same tools that I use to overcome my limiting beliefs, right? And I feel like if we can teach that to our students, right, then we are setting up a future where we're going to have like really amazing, like stable people, right? Mm -hmm. That are secure with themselves, they're content with their lives, they're happy to be themselves, right? And they can be kind to other people and just thrive in a way that I feel, especially in the education system, you don't see happen often, more so with children of color, minority students, or like the children that get lost in the cracks. I just, I just want them to be able to know that whatever they want, they can have, right? And you just have to be like, and I know everyone says that, you reach for your dreams, right? But they don't tell you the steps. Okay, yeah. I'm having a challenge right now. What do I do right now to overcome this feeling so that I can continue to move in the direction that I want to. Growing up for me, my mom was very, she set most of my goals for me, but I was so focused on them. I was able to accomplish the things, right? And there are fam, like there are children here that don't have that same type of encouragement in their homes. And I would like all of them to be able to tap into someone who can help them in that capacity. That is what I'm passionate about. I'm still developing it, but I definitely want to teach children how to use their mindset to manifest the life of their dreams. Not just a good life, not just I passed the test, not just, you know what I'm saying, but like really manifesting the life of your dreams. You know, it's so interesting that you mentioned about education and using this program or how the approach that you want to bring to the children it brings up an amazing foundation. And I think that using that foundation where we are able to have better coping skills and to grow to be better functioning adults, yes. I think that's always the goal for everybody and right. in the education system itself. Uh, but I think you have a slight advantage because you do work with children. So you have a better understanding of the everyday today, mm -hmm. um, certain situations and how to approach or how to give advice. But like you mentioned before, not everybody has that support system that you're or myself that we might have had. I mean, we've been knock on wood, we've been blessed. You know what I'm saying? But, okay. okay. You know what? Like I'm knocking on everything right now. I'm but wood, right? I'm on the wood and everything like that. I know for myself and for you that we had we've grown up with very strong women. And yeah. our mothers are the center of our world. So yeah. seeing them being, I'm trying to find the right words for them. They were essential to our growing up. They mm -hmm. are the role models that we've always had that mm -hmm. to show what strong, ideal women, very motivated women that are passionate about making sure that their children get everything that they get, everything that they deserve in the best means possible. Because I know mm -hmm. for us, a little backstory, I don't want to take too much time of that, but Manette and I, we grew up dancing together. And yeah. for me, that was one of the greatest times that I've ever had growing up, being able to be exposed to 
different dance styles, different people from all over different countries. We Hello, traveled. <laughs> we traveled, girl. We traveled. Yes. That was just something. I think that's why we always have the travel bug. But it's yes. just, I've always been super appreciative that not only did we have something in the home that we had great role models, we were also able to explore outside the home. Yes. So that being exposed to different cultures and things like that, I think that was just something amazing in, in that aspect. So when we think about the children and I want to think about my kids, I mm-hmm. want them to grow up to be decent humans. That's not, that's my goal. Yes. <laughs> my goal is for them to grow up to be decent humans. And I think that's the goal of everybody. But I yeah. think that you implementing something like this in an educational program and have it nationwide, I think it would be an amazing thing, an amazing thing to do. To I'm, put, I'm putting it up. I'm, I'm, I'm writing it up and I'm just putting, I'm throwing it out there. I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> I heard it. I receive it. <laughs> but it's just thinking about how we can help the community. And I think that's just one part of it. It's just, I mean, it's not a small part, but it's just one part of the community that I feel like you are able to serve. If we started schools, where else can we start? Can we start in medical offices? Can we start in after school programs? How, what other areas can you think we can just grow with this idea? A lot of coaches that work with mindset and manifestation, they do have programs um, that are mostly geared towards adults, right? Really? Yes. And I haven't seen yet. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I haven't seen anything that has been engineered for young scholars. And that's where you come in. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I mean, I have my master's degree in early childhood education, actually early childhood urban education. Shout out to Long Island University. Mm, Shout out. Okay. And I just know that the I teach 3K, which my scholars are three years old. And for many of the families that I serve, that is their child's first time in an educational setting. Just overcoming the idea that this child is in a new environment. They're meeting other individuals their same age, which may not occur, especially if they're like an only child. If they're their only children. Uh, family. Older siblings. Right, right, right. Yeah. And just being able to learn what autonomy is, right? So a lot of times you have these little babies that, not little babies, but these little humans that they've only been here for a short amount of time and we require things of them like put your shoes on, put your jacket on, eat your food, but they don't know how to do it independently, right? They're always relying on the adult naturally right, because right, right. they're caregiver. So a lot of the times in my classroom, we're teaching autonomy. So they're able to do these um, activities independently. I would love to see, and I'm not going to lie. I do little like, <laughs> I wouldn't call them experiments, but a lot of the things that I practice for myself, I offer to my kids in small doses just to see how they receive it. Because mm, okay, like breathing, right? Right, right. Right now, the word mindfulness is like a hot word in education. Everyone's, oh, we need mindfulness, mindfulness, right? And I feel like it's always about identifying your feeling, Mm -hmm. identifying it, and then breathing, right? Okay. So 
they'll tell you, oh, just take a deep breath. And I'm not saying that breathing doesn't help, right? But there's so many other elements. Just because breathing works for me doesn't mean that it works, works for, for you. somebody else. Right? Right? Right, right? We're all like different people with different needs. And oh boy, have you ever heard of human design? No, no. Oh, okay. So. Uh-oh. Manetta's about to school me right now. <laughs> there is this tool called human design that was, it was created not too long ago, probably like early eighties. And it is a combination of I Ching's astrology and the chakra system. Oh, the chakra system, I Ching's and astrology, right? And then there's different types. And in those types, it basically tells you how they give you like a, a basically a standard on how to live your life that you get things without it being energetically taxing. Right. Okay. So one of the first things, if I like when I ask families, like you, you need your birth time, you need your birthplace, birth time, birthplace. Right. But I'll ask families like when they ask me questions like, my child does this and I think it's so weird. And what do you think? I'm like, okay, what's your child's date of birth? Where were they born? And they offer the information quite freely, right? And then I pull up a chart and the charts you can find free online. Anyone can pull up a chart, right? And then I'll tell them like, oh, okay, well, your child is a generator. So they don't, they may not require much sleep. So you may not need to offer them a nap time when you want them to have a nap time they need to tucker themselves out and Never maybe you need this. to do running outside to help your scholar your student your child whatever or maybe your child or, or oh my maybe the complaint is my child quits things frequently right like they wanted to do basketball I put them in basketball it's not working I put them in mm-hmm. um ballet they like ballet for a few weeks now they don't want to do it anymore uh now they want to skateboard now they're skateboarding loved it they don't want to skateboard anymore what can i do right and i'll pull up their chart maybe they're a man gen manifesting generator right those people are designed to like learn about things quickly and move on right i've never heard this (laughs) This could have helped me in my life. This is missing in my life. I, I would have learned like, too. <laughs> would have learned a lot. So I know, um, men, like sometimes it depend. You have to always check the temperature of the families because some families they're devout in their beliefs and they're not open to ideas. Of course, of course, no, of course, of course. Are right. yeah. So I offer them the tools that I am aware of, right? And I haven't had one single person say this information was useless. No, that's not what we want to do. No, no, not at all. Not at all. So, yeah. And I mean, literally, like, I remember I was working in a summer school last summer. Yeah, Yeah, last summer. And this lady was like, I'm having a hard time communicating with my son. And I was like, girl, have you heard of human design? What's his chart? What's his birthday? And I pulled it up and she read just the information. There's like a summary that you can purchase from another person because they have, they already made summaries on how to talk to people with. Oh, so they have like a little, like a synopsis where you can, yeah, like it's broken. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Like a summary. And I offered it to her and she was just like, I tried it. I tried it for the whole week and he's opening up and he's talking to me. And he even said, thank you for talking to me, mommy. And I just was like, 
that like took a little piece in me that said, oh no, more people need this. All the different tools that I've learned, I would really like to put it together for something for kids that are underserved where maybe their families aren't asking them the questions, but at least I can. Now, I think the, the big question is always, how do we recover from COVID? I know that with myself and my kids, we've been homeschooled. We, we had to stay home for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Anxiety levels have been, you know, elevated. It's been weighing. And for myself, I've been, I've always been a, a big, a huge advocate of, of therapy because I know that mm-hmm. myself, that I have always needed it. I've known that there have been troubling times in my life that I know that there were some situations I couldn't handle. So I knew I needed to go get professional help, which is nothing right. to, it's nothing to, if nobody else is you know, shameful, it's right, nothing, there's nothing to be shameful about. And I'm very thankful that I, I went and I'm continuing on that journey, but how is it that mindfulness and, and, and using these techniques help with that anxiety? Because I, I know now you said that you've served the adults, like a lot of the program is geared towards adults, but now we're talking about adults with anxiety. Now you have kids with anxiety and, and weight gain and self-conscious and social isolation. Like how is it that we can come in and use that and tap in to help with those, these unfortunate happenings of COVID? I just want to let you know that humans are incredibly resilient, right? And everything that you need can be found within. So these tools are helping you tap into those areas where you either need to let something go, right? Mm. Or... Oh, I don't like go of nothing. (laughs) And I'm I'm terrible for that. You know, (laughs) it's something that you need to let go because it's no longer serving you, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or something that you need to cultivate within yourself. COVID came, right? And it's still here, here. right? And we already showed resilience, right? Because... We had to go from, for me, I had to go from working in a school building Monday through Friday, and then very abruptly working remotely mm-hmm. with three-year-olds whose attention span is really short, right? Yeah. And engaging them in a way that we had never done before. Never done. Never. Right? Done. It just right. never existed. Never. So... I feel like we've already proven to ourselves that we can adapt to change. We are resilient. We have what we need. Like they didn't pour something new into me. Zoom existed, right? Right, Google existed. Microphones existed. All the things that we needed were here for us when we had to make that big switch, right? And so I believe that God, universe, whoever you call on, will continue to provide for us for the things that come to come to pass, come to be. So we're all good in my opinion, right? But how what I can say is taking time to honor your feelings, right? And respect how some things don't make you feel good, but right. address it, right? Do you continue to live with those feelings or do you choose to let them go, right? Right, right. Because the more you stay with something that's not serving you, you're actually calling it in 
to you, your calling in that thing more. Wow. I've never heard that. I've never heard that said to me before. My mind just went like this. (laughs) My mind just went like this. If it is not, got you got to say it again. If it's no longer servicing you. If it's not serving you, if that thing is not serving you, right? All you're doing is calling in more of that type of energy, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You you know what I mean? Uh, let me think of an example for you. Ooh, okay. So I want to lose some weight, right? Okay. But I don't believe that I can ever lose weight. Is that thought serving me? No. Not it's not. No. And if I keep believing, right, that I'm not, like I can't lose weight, right? What am I actually calling in? Like more fat. More fat, more fat. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't believe I could lose weight, Mm -hmm. but I know I could gain it, right? Right. Right. So if I don't shift my thinking, you know what? I can lose weight. Mm -hmm. I can literally do anything I want. Right. I can choose to eat the healthy foods or I can choose to eat the things that cause me to gain weight, right? But if I don't believe it, I'm not going to put action to it. And I'm just going to call in more of what I don't want. There's this thing, oh girl, there's this thing called the reticular activating system, right? Have you heard of it? No, I've not, I've not heard of it. It literally, the way I like to define it is that it's a part of, it's like a part of your brain, right? That filters things to make your beliefs true. Even if your belief is skewed. Right. Okay. Okay. So for example, I'm always in a miserable relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I go out on a date and the date is sour, goes sour. Right. And then I'm like, you see, you see, it just shows up. I like to use it with smaller things like, but it works on both sides. I believe, right. This is like a legit belief of mine that I believe that the truth always comes to me. Right. So you may not tell me the whole story. This person may not tell me the whole story, but it all the things that I need to know comes to me without me having to like put any effort towards it. So the truth is presented to you. All the information always comes to me, but that's my belief. My reticular activating system allows me to see examples of it that encourages me to believe it more and more and more. Right. One way to use it is like when you're driving, right? Sometimes you'll say like, I haven't seen a white car, like a white Ford, right? And then now that we're talking about a white Ford, which is you're gonna see one passing by. <laughs> like I remember playing the same game with uh, my coworkers, and I was like, "When's the last time you saw a green taxi?" Right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Yo, it's been a while," because everyone's using like regular cars, right? To- right. Uber and everything, Uber, right, right? Yeah. And I was like, but yeah, when's the last time you saw one? And as I was driving home, right before I parked in front of my home, it was a green taxi directly in front of me. I had to take a picture and send it to them. Like, hello, you see? Like, that is your brain working for you. <laughs> that Does is- that apply with money? If you like, when was the last time you saw this amount of account? Like, I don't know. I believe it works in every aspect, right? I'll tell you this. I play a game almost every morning. It's usually with parking or something free. I get like free things all the time, right? I always say, okay, I really, this is just like a, a manifestation technique. First, you got to make the request, right? And then you got to believe that you can achieve it, right? That it can come to pass. And then you got to let it go, right? And wait for it to happen, right? So every morning I'm like, I want a parking spot right in front of the building. Like, I don't want to walk far. 
ever. Okay. Okay. Right? okay. And I'm going to tell you the very truth. I've been working in this building for, this is my fourth year. I almost always, always get a parking in the front part. No, you know. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Even when I go to eat, like, let's say I'm meeting my friends for dinner. I just have this belief that I'm going to find a parking spot in front of the place. We live in New York City. You get what I'm saying? Like that, that's why I'm saying no, because I can never find parking anywhere. Like, like start no. with parking. Start with parking, and that is going to fuel other things. Because that's how I started. I started with parking. Yeah, I would get part like insane parking. Like I literally like I can see the front of the building, and I'm like in front, parked in front. And I'm not to say sometimes I have to drive around the block twice. Yeah, you didn't but, put that in. You didn't say that before. <laughs> no, but it's true. Sometimes I'm not going to say every single time I did drive straight to no, it. Of course. No, of course. I'll drive there and I'm like, mm, this car is about to move. I don't know. I just make it up. Like this car is about to move. And then I drive around and that car moved and I parked in it. it it's that is one of a fun game to play. I would say start with something small. Another one I would do is I like, I like Starbucks, right? <laughs> I like, I like Starbucks a lot. And I would get people would buy me just randomly, like Starbucks cups or, oh, I got this extra bottle of Starbucks. Do you want it? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And I'm always like, thank you, God, because I know God provided it for me. Oh, it's that manifesting. It's all the yes. manifesting. That's that's so interesting to 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 look at in that perspective because I would never see me. I I'm such a negative Nancy. Like mm-hmm. I know it's to my detriment, but that's something that I'm working on. I'm not the same person I was six seven years ago. Like I, I have a tendency to look at things differently. Mm-hmm. I always tend to overthink everything, and a lot of it I think it just comes from like just self reflection. It's just a mm-hmm. matter of me trying to figure out. You know, what is, for you, what didn't yeah, work. you know what I mean? So it's just a matter of me, like, just I'm still discovering myself. Like, I'm like, knock, knock my me birthday. Too. Yeah, like, knock, knock. I'm about to hit 40, girl. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm starting life all over again. Like, 40 is the new yeah. 20. Hello. You know, so I'm like, rediscovering myself. No. Right. I'm like, I got wood. I'm like, we don't look like it. But like, these are the things that I'm, I'm taking into consideration is just what is it that I have to offer to the world? What is it that I want? to leave as a legacy along with my kids and along with all the amazing people that I've gotten in contact with. What is my purpose? My purpose is to really share my message. That's really what mm-hmm. I want to do. I mm-hmm. really want to, sh- I want us to s- share stories. I want us to have an open conversation because I feel like how you mentioned before, some people might not have that system to have the capacity to talk. Mm-hmm. And as a person that has suffered from mental illness for many years, that I am now, I'm proud to say, yes, this is what I have, but this is how I'm doing it to make it better for myself. Exactly. exactly. You know? So I, for, for hearing you doing this and it, applying it to both adults and children, I, it's such an amazing thing. Like, I wish it was something that I had when I was like, when we were younger. Me you know? too. You know what I, I, wish, I wish for I, sure. I wish. I'm glad for sure that I have it now. Do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. 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 I really feel like all the experiences I've had in my past has helped guide me to this point now. So thank you for it. I I mean, I don't want all of them. Thank you for it. But I'm glad that I have this opportunity now. And I'm glad that I learned when I could. And and that option is open and available for everyone. When you want it, you can find it. 
And so that is, that's manifestation in a nutshell. In a nutshell, in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) What is another influence in your life? Like I know for your company in general, I would love to know what was, who influenced you? What was your, yeah. Like how did it all start for you for, with this okay. in particular? Like, so tell- I feel like people have a hard time when I say this, but I literally suffered from depression and I smile a lot and people didn't know when I was going through it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in a lot of cultures, when you're sad about something right especially prolonged sadness they just tell you get over it right and but they don't tell you how to get I was I would have to get right gotten over it had someone instructed me and at that time um going to seek help for it right wasn't it it was taboo it was taboo it was taboo. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't taboo. like it wasn't, it was available. Right. Right. But right. it wasn't used. Like we just didn't use it. Right. So I was going through depression. I met a person who was really toxic in my life. Right. And I'm going to wheel it back a little bit. Prior to that experience, I read The Secret. Right. And I remember in that book, I had to be like a teenager when I read it. I remember though in the book, it told me, like it spoke directly to me. It told me that you call in everything that occurs in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And that was a type of responsibility I just couldn't like fathom. Like you're telling me that all the experiences that I had wanted or not, that I asked for it or I allowed it into my, my realm, right? And I don't know, that sentence kind of just stuck with me. Now, fast forward, I'm with this unpleasant human being, right? Mm -hmm. And when I was able to like get myself in a place where I can remove myself from that relationship, I just remember sitting and saying, how the hell did I do this? (laughs) In the first place. Yeah, like how did I get here? What did I do? that brought me to this place like how what I was just so like I literally was like sitting in my room really contemplating like how did I get here right and this was like probably the end of 2020 I started listening to podcasts and I knew that like maybe in 2015 I made a vision board and all the things that I put on that vision board I accomplished right not all of it, but 85% of it. I, I think I put on there that I wanted to write a book, but that was short-lived. Like there was things that didn't resonate with me anymore. That could change. You're yeah, right. That could change. That could change. You're, that is that is a fact. I just remember seeing this vision board and I thought to myself, I want to get back to that place where I'm like more creative and I'm doing things right. Cause I'm, I felt ugly. I didn't feel what I felt. I thought I should be feeling right. And so I, I started to try to figure out how to do this vision board right now during that time, we're pushing into January. I started listening to podcasts and it was like, 
one podcast I listened to, and then there was like those suggested podcasts, like at the yes, end, yes. Of the, like if you like this podcast, you'd like this one. So it referred me to Manifestation Babe. Have you ever heard of it? Yes, I have. So it referred me to her, Catherine Zinkina, and she was talking and I felt like she was talking directly, directly to you. Okay. Absolutely. And she was like, if you are hearing this now and you want to manifest the life of your dreams, right? And you want to manifest on autopilot. And I just was like, I do, <laughs> right? I need to do like my free five-day workshop, right? And this really like... Mm, the story even makes me want to cry because of how quickly things happened for me. So I'm listening to this podcast. I mean, I listened to the podcast in its entirety. I joined the five-day workshop. And at the end of it, she launched her new program at the time. It was the Manifestation Babe Academy, which Academy, was Academy, like, right? I think yeah, I, I like remember a, seeing it. At the time, it was like a 16-week program. Now it's a 20-week program. And I remember saying, God, if this is what you want me to do, right, you're going to make a way for me. And then, so I made the ask, right? I believed that it was possible. And then I let it go, right? Let it go. So somewhere in there, there was like a scholarship for the BIPOC community. And so I was like, well, I'm Black. So... <laughs> So I literally like, I saw the email came, come in and I said, Ooh, let me answer it now. And then I was in the classroom. So I went to put the phone down and I said, no, 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 do it now. Do it now. So I like, <laughs> yeah, like I put the phone back up. I filled out the application. Do you know that I was selected for the scholarship? So Congratulations. Yeah, like was, that is amazing. Imagine if you put that phone down. Imagine. Right, right, exactly. And so I accepted the scholarship and then I started the program. And that program really, really changed my perspective and started me on wow, I want everyone to know this type of information. Like everyone needs to learn this, right? <laughs> And during that time, I just felt, wow, I want to be a coach, but I didn't know how to go about it. How to go about it. Right, right, right. right. And so um, listening to more podcasts, I listened to one with Catherine and another person named Reese Evans. And she is the founder of Yes Supply. Have you ever heard of Yes Supply? No, I haven't. I haven't. So she, Yes Supply is like a certification company and they certify you with EFT practitioner. All the certifications I have, I've gotten through Yes Supply. But even going there, I'm going to tell you, there's the, a difference between listening to your ego and listening to your higher self. My higher self is the one who told me not to put that phone down. She didn't <laughs> yell at me. She, didn't, she was just like, no, do it now, period. Right, right, right. So me wanting to become this coach, right? I joined another, I like completed the MBA, right? And I was really fired up. I was, I think... No, not yet. I was just really fired up. I was like, I want to teach the world. I was like, at that time, I was like pulling charts for my babies and like seeing how I, and I remember like when I learned the basics of it, mm -hmm. I was like, that's why this child is not speaking. <laughs> like, this is why this child, it felt like a puzzle. Everything was all connecting. Everything was connecting. And then I was introduced to another coaching certification program and it, 
I was excited about it because it was also new. And I think I was still running on the excitement from Catherine's like new program, which really was a combination of several old programs that she blended together. So I used that same energy. I guess I misplaced it in this new coaching certification. And then I realized that it just wasn't an alignment for me. Like nothing was hitting the way I needed it to hit. Right. Okay. So I stepped away from that. And then I saw Reese again, like in another, it was either a podcast or some other interview she was doing. And I felt that that feeling that "Hmm, this is the direction I should be going in. Right. So I did that. While I was doing that, they did another round of the MBA program from Catherine Zinkina Manifestation Babe. And I applied to be a peer mentor and I got it. So I was, (laughs) it felt like my first opportunity to coach, right? While I was learning to be a coach. And so I just felt like it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Exactly. It was meant to be. So everything was working out that during the program with Yes Supply, I learned what the name of my company would be, which all came like what I would call a download, like just a random thought that came into my head. Magnetic mindset, because wow. you want to magnetize the, the things that you want. And if you have the right ma- mindset, you can get it, right? And Of course, I thought it was such a, I thought it was like a really simple name. And I feel like I've heard it used in different areas. Oh, I have a magnetic mindset like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when I went to go like officially establish my business, to my surprise, no one else took that name. And it was there for me, right? So I feel like all of those things were... (laughs) Ta-da. <laughs> but it all started with low point, right? And I'll tell you this, while I was doing the first round of MBA, because now I, I signed up for third round because I'm like, I love it so much. But when I was doing first round, I actually had a therapist and I would speak to this person probably twice a month. And I had an accountability group within MBA which is short for Manifestation Babe Academy, right? So I had my own therapist. I had MBA accountability group, right? And there came a point where the techniques I was learning from MBA, I was teaching my therapist, okay? (laughs) And I was like, okay, sir, no more. I don't, I think (laughs) our... I'm good. Let's go to an end. I love you. I love you. I can't do this anymore. Oh my God. So that is, I just grew out of it. And I promise you all of this happened within the year of 2021. I got my vision board together. I was introduced to all of these techniques and tools, right? I then decided I wanted to become a coach. I went into learning how to be a coach. I finished that that program. I became certified. I created my business all in 2021. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You know what it is? I think it's just in, just in a general sense, when 2020 came around, COVID came, a lot of things were put on hold. So I think between 2021 and 2022, everybody's making up. (laughs) 
Yes. Or for everybody's making okay, up for that word. Oh, forget it. Like, yes. I, I, there's been so many experiences myself um, just making up work. It's just like I was, I went to school. I didn't stop. I went the whole entire time, like first semester, the, the summer, I nonstop. I was just, I'm making, I'm here now. I'm yeah. home. I'm going to take advantage because I when I, gonna, I got time. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to learn. I'm just going to read. I'm going to just go to school. Mm-hmm. That's all I did. So I think that taking, yeah. taking advantage of that was an amazing opportunity because when is, when is that going to happen again? Facts. When's it going to happen again? So I'm like halfway through my schooling because that whole entire year, I was like, yep. I'm going to do this. I went summer and I, and I just keep going. I haven't had a break yet. <laughs> I'm tired. No, and, and but friend, take time for yourself. I know, I know, I know. Okay, because- and, I, and I don't do that. I know that I'm the type of person that I don't do that. Like I'm always, I'm, I'm always on running here, running oh. there. And it's like, when I know that I need to take a break, it's now my body's like, yeah, you need a second. <laughs> yeah, but, and the thing is, I find that when you don't take those breaks and you constantly go, 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 then your body will take the break for you. Then you oh. become sick. And then, you know what I'm saying? That's happened to me twice. That's happened to me twice. And that's burnout, friend. For what? You know better. You know better. I know know better now. (laughs) I know better now. But that I'm guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. And I I think it's just a matter of just my personality, just the type of, just the person that I am. I always want to do something new and I always want to keep busy because I myself, I suffer from anxiety. I suffer from um, depression. I suffer from PTSD. So I have these these combinations of these things. I don't want to be sad for too long because if I don't do something to keep myself busy, then I'm going to be thinking of everything, all the negative stuff. So now I've I've moved towards that and and moving into a place that I feel more comfortable. I have a better understanding and I recognize myself like, oh, you got to take a step back. So so nursing school will put you on, will put you in your place. (laughs) Humble real quick. School, okay, period. Just school in general. Right, right, right. Just school in general will humble you That's quick. <laughs> so, but I, I can't thank you enough for joining me today and telling us about this journey. I know the listeners are super excited to learn more about the techniques and all these things that can be offered through the magnetic um, mindset. But if you can tell us a little bit more of where they can reach you, like mm-hmm. on your social media and like emails. Right now I'm exclusively on Instagram. You can find me at magnetic mindset underscore coaching. And there's a link if you want to schedule an, a free chat with me where you can ask all the questions and we can see what those limiting beliefs are. And then if you want to work with me further, we can discuss it there, but you have a free option available. There will be a <laughs> newsletter coming up. You can also sign up for the newsletter newsletter there so you can find me on instagram that is amazing i know that with the newsletter you're going to be able to give all that information a little bit Mm -hmm. introducing yourself giving your bio your history all the good stuff that's associated with this company but manana i can't thank you enough for taking the time and talking with me i had an amazing time i I thought you i hope you had a good time on the podcast with us i hope you did of course I and did. what is the message that you have for everybody out there? Because for me, I think it's like self-realization. Like sometimes I have to mm-hmm. realize, yeah, you're going to have to take a break or yeah, this is not something that you want. What do you want to tell the people in closing? Everything you need is within you. 
So you just need to learn the tool so you can tap into it and be the most authentic you you can be. Mm, well said. Well said. There's nothing more I can say. I, 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 good night, everybody. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh my God. So I'm so excited you were able to join me on this segment today with the sit downs with Stephanie on the Table for Four podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker Radio, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Audible. I know there's a lot, but you guys can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. You can follow us on Twitter as well. But again, Minetta, thank you so much for joining with me today. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. It was such a pleasure. I hope I hope you had fun. I had I, I had an amazing time. I, had an amazing I, time. I love this. We can do it again and again. Excellent. So we're gonna do this again. Oh. And I'm gonna put you on my calendar because now the next time we're gonna manifest that you the next time you're on, you're gonna be talking about your book. That's it. Done. Wow. Okay. That's it. You're gonna go on a book tour. And then, I'm gonna have, and then we're going to have a conversation. You're going to be super famous. And then you're going to be too busy to talk to me. That's what's going to happen. Wow, Stephanie. <laughs> wow. It's a lot. I know. See, this is me. I'm just too much. I know. Sometimes it's it's, there's no such thing as too much. You are just. Uh, you are I don't just, know. I don't know. Somebody, some people might disagree. But <laughs> no, I think. No, I actually think that what people consider is too much is you're just an expander. You are showing people what they can be if they feel like it's too much is because that's their issue do you understand mm, that's a you problem not a me problem right <laughs> you be you the end the end mm-hmm. oh my god but guys thank you so much for joining us today and you guys have a good night good night perfect